Welcome to The Inevitable. This is Motor Trends' new podcast about the future of the automobile. I am Johnny Lieberman, the Senior Features Editor at Motor Trend, and I am joined every week by my co-host, Mr. Ed Lowe. That's me. I'm the Head of Editorial for Motor Trend, and boy, do we have an amazing list of guests that we're going to be chatting with. We've got the godfather of the environmental movement, Ed Bagley Jr. Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car-crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry. Industry. Can't wait for you to join us. We're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Come check us out. We're on podcastone.com or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. We're also on motortrend.com and youtube.com slash motortrend. Hey guys, today on CarCast, we're going to get into uh, Goldberg's truck. He got back his TRX after Expel. I got my Ford Lightning back after doing the the one-piece glass conversion. We're going to get into uh, some things from HRE Wheels, Cadillac, and more. Before we get started, here's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Hey, guys. Welcome to CarCast. Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, here with Bill Goldberg. How are you, buddy? Garage garage stress. Garage stress. Yeah, we were getting into the the garage stuff and, uh, you know, sort of the – I mean, there's progress happening. That's the good news. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. Things are happening. And like you said, insulation and doors and things are starting to to come to be. But as they start to show up, you're like, wow, this doesn't fit right. And that shouldn't go there. So there's there's a little – there's a few adjustments to be made. Patience. Do you shut your mouth and not, you know, mention anything and just let it finish? Or do you just continually add week after week after month after, you know, so I don't know what point I'm at right now, man. I just want to die. I want to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That being uh, said, uh, Garage is uh, on its way, but um, you got uh, you got the new TRX back home right you said uh this is the black truck the new truck that uh you you sent it out to expel you had um you know what we talked about before the ppf done on it um the ceramic coating on it tint it tint the windows and stuff on it um remind me the shop that you guys use out there because they're fantastic it's expel uh, it's San Antonio, corporate office up in San yeah and uh i mean what a what a process first and foremost for that TRX. I remember the first one that they did and talk about intricate details and tape, you know, not taping, but I mean, just getting all of these angles and all of these little spots on that hood alone on the TRX has got to be like lobotomizing. But (laughs) I looked in, I walked in the front door and, and then went in the back area where they are simultaneously wrapping. I'd say, 10 to 15 vehicles at once. And it looks like an assembly line. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, big thanks to them for doing all the stuff that they do for me. But 
Um, it's a, th- that store is unbelievable. I don't know how it compares to others, but man, can they crank some vehicles out of there? It, it, mine was there for a week. They went so far as the ceramic coat, the HRE wheels and, you know, the windows and this and that, you know, you, it's, it's a very costly process. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do it on such a vehicle like that with so much surface area, but also it's a must because out here in Texas, man, I mean, these roads are rough and, you know, you're off road 50 to 60% of the time and, you know, you got to have protection. So, um, I, I always appreciate everything that they do for me and they do one hell of a job. It's not just cause they're a, a sponsor of mine, but man, they, they crank out some killer work. And you had mentioned to me earlier that they, they ceramic clo- ceramic coated the glass as well. They do the front windshield. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think they did. I, I think they did all the glass, you know? Um, I, 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 I Truthfully, I'd love to see the entire process because I want to see uh, how it's applied on different materials, you know, whether it's the the fender flares that are plastic or whether it's the glass, you know, um, and then there's a certain curing process and then all of the above. But it's, uh, you know, everything should be beating off of every inch and centimeter of that vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it, it the, you kind of get this hard shell, but it's the water beating process as well. So, but to to do that on top of the PPF is is kind of interesting. Which I that part I kind of it seems like overkill, but I kind of like that part because the PPS has a, a a little bit of I don't know for lack of a better term, just like a little bit of flexibility to it. Like if you jam your fingernail, you, into it, you it. know, it's got a little bit of something and. Uh, and then like, yeah, so you would imagine like it's water beating properties, maybe a little different, you know, uh, I don't know, kind of if you were, uh, you know, rubber versus metal, you know, uh, where would the, you know, how would the water be treated? So I, I guess something like that, not quite foam, right? Cause foam might, certain foam might absorb the water. It wouldn't be doing that, but, uh, yeah, an interesting, an interesting process. Um, not inexpensive, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> by no means is it something that uh, you can sneeze at. But it, you know, it's it's definitely needed, and it's definitely something that should be done on a vehicle that's going to be run through the paces like mine is. You know, in any any sports car, you ought to do the front balance one hundred percent, the front windshield. You know, it sure helps on the wheels to ceramic coat those wheels, but. Um, I've always been very pleasantly surprised as to the properties of the PPF, you know, and, and it's, it's self-healing too, if you remember. Yeah. Um, so. and, and it's come a long way. Like I said before, when we, when we looked at it originally, it almost looked like, like a decent paint job, but not great. Like the PPF gave the paint almost more of the like orange peel kind of look to it. Like you'd see on a, on a paint job that wasn't, really, you know, color corrected or sanded out or whatever. So uh, that part has seemed to change. Like the quality of the PPF now just seems real crystal clear. And I, I, I mean, I was I was talking to the guys at, at Gas as well over at Galpin and I was like, you know, you know, should we PPF this? Should we, you know, should we 
paint correct it, ceramic coat it. And one thing they brought up was, was well, if you're going to ceramic coat your paint, which a lot of people do without the PPF, which is which is fine. Like you said, you're in a little bit kind of rougher area. Yeah. Uh, he was saying, well, you want to do the paint correction first because once the ceramic coat is on, it's basically on permanently. Uh, right. And if you have any imperfections in your paint, that's locked in, right? So you got to get that paint really good. Like if you got to do a paint correction or any buffing out or any of that stuff, uh, you kind of want to get that locked in before you do the ceramic coat. Now you're doing the PPF. Uh, the PPF, although pretty clear, you can do paint correction and then PPF, or you could just do the PPF and you'll be fine because it does have a little bit of distortion, right? Like if you want the show car, you know, like SEMA show, you know, Riddler award, you, you do the best paint job and then you can ceramic coat it and that'll be it. If you do PPF as crystal clear as it is, it does distort a little bit. Like, you know, so. Absolutely. It's, yeah. But it's like anything else. It's like the other product. It's give and take. It's, it's applied for the specific, you know, situation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, certain, certain cars, I would, there's, there's no way I'd paint correct. And then PPF after, PPF after it. That to me sounds like an overkill. Um, you're getting something perfect and then you're taking a chance on a pro well, any product to cover it. I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to paint correct something, I'm going to do it after I take the PPF off. Yeah. Paint correct it, ceramic coat it, and then put it in the, put it in storage, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, it's an interesting process. I'm glad you got the truck back. Um, you know, uh, uh, you guys might have seen on my social media. Speaking of trucks, I got I got my Lightning back as well, and you know we're we're slowly doing a few mods to it. We talked about the billet mirrors that we're doing and the door handles. They look good, man. Um, they look really good. Thanks. Yeah. So we did the one piece door glass conversion. We eliminated the quarter window and did, and it was replaced by uh, this company's called One Piece Products. I think you can go to onepieceproducts.com. They're they're located out here in California. So I got the stuff from them, um, but also in talking to them, I, I had them do the installation for me because the guy moves a lot of Chevy truck stuff, a lot of OBS truck stuff, um, some Fords, but not a ton. So he was a little behind on updating, making revisions to the Ford kit. So I had the kit with me, never had a chance to install it for you know six months or so. And then just said, hey, let's just get on the schedule. Let me bring it out there. And he did it. And the timing was actually right because he's like, we made some adjustments to the kit. We swapped to different rollers inside the the, the window mechanism. Uh, so he did the installation for me. And it's, it includes the glass. It includes uh, uh, new rollers. It includes, includes the mechanism all on the inside. Uses the same motor, the power window motor. Um, and if you don't have power windows, it's fine. It would use your crank, but everything else in there is different. But also, you need to do, uh, you know, new weather strip, you know, and seals and and uh, scraper or felt or whatever you want to call it. You got to do all of that new. Um, so the window works great. The mechanism works great. Um, we got it adjusted where it it 
goes. It seals. It's quick. Uh, there's a few little minor adjustments I think I'm, I want to do on the gaskets. Some of them aren't sitting completely flush. I got to fix that. And then when you put the door panel back on, because the door panel was made to go around the quarter window in the front, the door panel needs some modification. And then I got to figure out how I'm going to f- finish the gasket on it. So I didn't put the door panels on there yet. Also because we got to put the mirrors on the door handles and you do that from the inside. So I would just be taking it on and off. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the kit. I like the look of it. Uh, but to complete that look, I felt like we needed to do the rear glass. So the front windshield has... You know, the windshield's glued in, and there's a trim piece that goes around the front windshield that is kind of flush, and it's painted body color. It's like a it's like a tin piece. It's like a little metal piece that goes around. But the back glass on this truck – and this would be the same for all the F-150s. It's not lightning-specific, by the way. The door glass – this door glass one-piece conversion should be the same on all the Ford OBS trucks, probably the Broncos, like Steve Austin's Bronco uh, – you know, now the rear glass would be different on the Bronco from this, and especially if it's you know if it goes up and down. But the rear glass has this big gasket around the glass, like it sticks out off the back of the truck. Probably, I don't know, a quarter of an inch could be a half an inch, and yeah. it's got to be an inch wide. So it's just big rubber gasket going around the back of of that. So. Um, it just it we it didn't look right. So the same company, One Piece Glass, uh, One Piece Products, they have a flush glass conversion for the rear of the truck. Again, they have this for a lot of the Chevys as well. So it takes out the the rear glass. I don't have the little sliding window or anything, so this is a little bit easier for me. You take out the One Piece flat glass. Their kit comes with a larger, slightly larger. Glass, So it glues in and fills in that gap, and then it has a very, very small, thin gasket that goes around the entire glass, and it pushes into the, to the crevice, if you will, right? And, it's, and it's, it ends up being flush, so you don't have this giant gasket. I got to show you the before and after of this as well, uh, and you'll be – Yeah, so when you look at it, you're like, oh, there's something a little different on this truck. But you, you don't really notice it, which is the point, right? It's supposed to be subtle. But then when you look at it next to a truck that doesn't have it, you're like, oh, it's it's amazing to me that they put a huge gasket on it originally. Uh, and uh, the the pictures that I, I put up on social, I, I sent to you, Bill, in the, in the email – um, I had I had the tinting done on it as well before we even got it, you know, like right when the glass was done because the door panels weren't on and the, you know, the felt like scraper wasn't on. I figured this is the easiest time to do the, the tint because they can bring it down a little further and make it all super, you know, kind of really hidden. Uh, so they did a, a good job on that. And they're like, hey, this is a lot easier because you didn't because they didn't have to take it apart or do anything. So uh and I ended up going with a little bit darker tint than what I had before. So the before and after picture, both the windows are tinted, except I, I originally did, uh, you know, like whatever the 50% or something like that. Now, uh, when I first did the truck, by the way, my front glass has like – the, the almost perfectly clear ceramic tint we put on the inside. So it has the really good quality 
ceramic tint that that blocks the heat out, but it doesn't really change. It, there's no tint on the front of the windshield that you can kind of see. Yeah. I, I will say on certain cars, depending on the angle of the windshield, if you have polarized sunglasses, sometimes it, it does a little bit of this like rainbow effect. Uh, I did it. it yeah. it's, it's weird because I did this on my I did this on my Alfa Romeo Spider. The Alfa Romeo, uh, they're all very known for cracking in the dash. The 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 black plastic rubber all that cracks all the time. When I got my Alpha, it wasn't cracked. And I was like, well, I'm just going to try to get ahead of this. So I put the clear ceramic tint on there. But yeah, being such a small car and the angle of that glass with certain sunglasses with my polarized lenses, it had this weird little rainbow effect. You could drive it, it's fine. You just at first, you think it's outside. You're like, "What did it rain?" You know, and uh, <laughs> and I just ended up switching to you know regular sunglasses, and it was fine. But on my truck, I did it, and I haven't noticed that rainbow effect at all. So maybe it's just the truck has more of a, a larger upright window, and or something. But I don't notice it at all. Also, it could be the quality of the tint. I used a different company, and. Polaroid sunglasses have, have have advanced a little bit over over time, right? So I got a newer pair of sunglasses. So it could be all of that. But I tell you, you know, like when you go in and you notice, you know, sometimes these these tin companies are like, I don't know how effective it is. Uh, hopefully, it's effective when they're like, here's the heat lamp, and they're they turn the box around. They're just like, here's the heat lamp with no tint. Here's the heat lamp with tint. Who knows what's really going on in that box? Maybe it's reducing. It's turning off a little heat bulb or something. But in theory, if it is working the way it's supposed to work, I can't imagine why it wouldn't. It's not the tint shop that makes the tint. It's bigger companies, like you said, like Expel and 3M and stuff like that, that make the yeah. tint. So if you get a good quality tint, uh, it it should work the way it does. So yeah, I did that on the front of the truck, block out a lot of the heat. If you park it outside, that's effective. And I went a little bit darker tint on uh, on the rest of the glass, um, and I thought it came out great. Now, now more than ever, I'm like, now we want to finish up the billet mirrors and the and the door handles, oh, yeah. uh, the mirrors especially because when you remove the quarter window. The mirror looks like it's kind of in the middle of the door, right? And yeah. you're like, why wouldn't you move that mirror forward? It was like, yes, that's the plan. So we're, we, we were designing the mirror and we were going to mount it further up on the door. Uh, but then we started thinking if we ever wanted to have the mirror be sellable to, to other people, they, they won't want to – fill the holes that are in the door and then drill new holes and mount it. So what we're doing is, is we're coming up with a, with a base for the mirror where um, again, um, my buddy, Chris Brown is doing it. He's uh, he's been designing it and he's been 3d printing examples for us so we can fit it on there. And what we're trying to do is use the existing mounting holes, but make a longer base of the mirror. So it goes further up the front mm-hmm. of the door uh, so the mirror can be moved forward on the door on that base, but still use two of the mounting holes. Now, there's a brace inside the door that holds the factory mirror, um, which 
uh, this mirror ours wouldn't have. And on the one-piece glass conversion, you can't use that brace anyway, right? So to create some stability, we would basically use the factory two holes and then further up on the door would be another hole, right, that you would drill, right? But you don't have to fill the other holes. Drilling a hole is much easier than filling the other holes and doing all the body work. So this would basically just expand the footprint of of the mirror base and not reduce it and have you have to do all that body work. So we're trying to be smart about it. And I don't know if we're ever going to be able to sell these things or even if we plan to, but just in case, we're just trying to get ahead of it, give it a little thought and go, oh, yeah, this might might be the, the solution. Put the work in now. Put the you work in now. I, 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 Chris has done such a great job, and I'm so fascinated with the 3D printing process. And I know <laughs> we can 3D print stuff for production. I know you've dealt this with uh, with uh, Dave Salvaggio. You've had that conversation with them. He's done a lot of 3D printed pieces that were final, <laughs> right? So you use like a, a denser or harder plastic or some composite or something like that, but you can use lesser expensive materials, you know, lighter weight plastics, nothing super strong or durable. You can use that to do cheaper prints, you know, 3D Absolutely. prints of stuff. Uh, which is which is kind of neat. So um, I kind of like that. Then you uh, can do it the way HRE does. Yeah, yeah, you can do it the way HRE does it. I went over there and I saw that wheel too. The the I saw their three D printed uh, wheel. That thing is nutty looking. That thing is so cool. Now, Please. now they did that crazy design because they wanted to be able to have a wheel that can't be made under the conventional way, like sort of the way it's cast or even CNC machined. So they came up with this crazy design that only kind of works with 3D printing. Uh, that thing is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so HRE. So here's the other thing. I got the uh, our, our good buddy Richard Waitis. I love this guy. He's the best. Richard Waitis from Magnaflow. Uh, he... Uh, uh, you know, my, my Mustang Mach 1 was down mm-hmm. in the showroom for a while. It was it, It's just gone back and forth between Anderson Composites and Magnaflow. They've done a few things on it and dialed in the exhaust and, and all that. And it was down there for a little while. And then, um, you know, Richard's like, hey, I, 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 you know, I'll bring your car up for you. And I was like, oh, that would be fantastic. I don't have to take the train down and do all that stuff. So he uh, said he'd bring the car up for me. And then I noticed on my, my Ford app, uh, it's got a flat tire. And I was like, <laughs> and, and uh, I was like, Richard, I'm sorry. I, I, my app saying it's got a flat tire. Uh, if you just want to get some air in it and try to drive it, or or put it on the trailer or whatever, and then put some minnows on it. Uh, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he's like, don't worry, we'll take care of it. He had his team go over there. They pulled the tire off. They took it in. It doesn't have that many miles on it. And I don't think we punctured the tire and it turned out uh, a, a faulty valve stem. So uh, we didn't have to change the tires or anything. They swapped out the valve stem, had to take it apart, you know, put it back on there, filled up the tire. And then, uh, and then he drove it up and he brought the, 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 the car to me and we, we got to hung, hang out for a while and catch up on some yeah. things and hear all about Magnaflow and what he's doing and overlanding and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and SEMA show and just kind of all the plans, you know, kind of the forward looking plans for the rest of the year, which, uh, it's going to be some exciting stuff. So I got it back and then, 
you know, then I got, you know, I've been sitting on the uh, the HRE wheels for a, a, a little while. I've got, you know, we were going to re- replace the wheels and tires. I'm taking the factory wheels and tires with the Pilot Cup Sport 2s. Now that the valve stem is fixed, I'm setting those aside for like a track day or something. And I just put the HREs on there. Um, I sent you a picture of it. We we wanted to do the satin bronze and to see how it would work with the fighter jet gray and the orange accents. Uh, yeah, and I I think it's good. I think it looks good. I just I just think of doing a black wheel on it, it would have looked too factory. And I wanted it to, you know, especially because the car is going to go to SEMA. You want it to kind of stand out. And be like, oh, this this has a cool wheel on it. Uh, I'll put pictures up on social media, but the, the reason why I chose this design of wheel. Um, from HRE is I don't know why I just love the center section around uh, the hub. The pockets where the lug nuts go are unconventional. It has sort of square holes and then round where the lug goes, but just that design treatment around the center. Uh, I, I love that feature cool. on Detail. this wheel and and, and it just did something different too around like the center cap, the HRE center cap and where the lugs go. And instead of the spokes going from the outside of the wheel down to the middle, right to the center cap, it kind of stops shorter. And the center cap has it, this design around it and the lugs around it, but it's it's a little bigger and it's kind of chunkier like on the hub area. So it kind of shortened the spokes a little bit and made this kind of chunkier, beefier center section and then gave it this great design treatment around the lugs. And I I I love that design treatment. I brought that up to them and then, you know, we went over when I went down to their their facility, we just saw the wall of wheels and it was like, this is what I love is this design treatment. And we looked and we went through and they're like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And then we all just kind of stood there like I think you're right. I think that's going to look good. And I was like, oh, shoot. I thought these designers would be like, you're out of your mind. That belongs on an SUV. But it turns out they all kind of agreed, <laughs> agreed with me. I, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been through that process yeah. and you're waiting for them to show their hand and they don't because they want you to pick it out, right? They do. And then you're like, oh, thank God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I, I I, th- I thought it came out. I thought it came out great, and, and I, I didn't want to upsize it either. I wanted to keep the, the same amount of sidewall. It's sidewall. It's already pretty thin, so we got the same three hundred fives in the front, three fifteens in the back. You know those Pilot Cup Sport twos. They gr- great traction, great track tire, and I know all the performance numbers for the Mach One Performance Pack are based on that tire. That's fine. I've got the factory set of wheels. Uh but I, I wanted to go with a good tire that it might be a little more comfortable, a little bit more streetable. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me, uh, as you said, Nitto did not have the sizes that I needed. Um, really? And, and uh, I found out from Michelin that the Pilot Cup Sport 2s that are on the Mach 1, that's actually a Ford part number, and it is specific to that car. Yeah. Uh, now, I could still put the same size tire on there, but – just so you guys know, if you if you're gonna put the Cup Twos back on your you know on your Mach One or or I guess maybe GT350, that is a Ford part number. The non-Ford part number would work, but there's something a little slightly different. Uh, so that was just something I learned when I spoke to them. And then the only other tire out there that I think um, uh, 
that fit was the uh, the 4S, I think it is, or the S4. I think it was the 4S, the Pilot Cup Sport 4S, mm-hmm. which is what I had on my BMW M3 when we did the HREs on that car. And I thought that was a great tire. It was a really fantastic tire. So that was what I ended up doing. So it's got a little bit more of a streetable tire. It's still a great tire. And I, I mm-hmm. put the HREs on yesterday and drove it here this morning. And I was like, this actually is a little more comfortable. It's a little quieter. And it's still going to be plenty of traction. Maybe not when we twin turbo it, but uh, plenty, uh, plenty, plenty of traction. Uh, anyway, so I just kind of wanted to to uh, to get into that a little bit. Uh, I, I was looking at the picture of the truck. I know you're going to post some stuff on your social media. You got to tag these uh, the guys from. Yeah, that's a happy Goldberg photo just right out in the back. But, yeah, uh, Xbell's going to send me a bunch of stuff. But I love the the, the HREs. Uh, version of the truck wheel. Yeah, so that's what's on there. Yeah. So this truck wheel that you guys will see on, in Bill's photos is the truck wheel has that larger kind of center section, uh, you know, around the hub and a little bit shorter spoke and a kind of a chunkier lip. And it might not look good on a car, but imagine a car version, maybe something not as drastic as this, but on on the car. And that's that's kind of what. That's kind of what I'm I'm talking about. So, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send you I'll send you the photo again, and uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, it's got yeah, I, yeah, yeah, right. Understood. So, I, I like that design element, and it's amazing how they can do just something so subtle, so subtle, and then it, it completely accentuates the wheel. I mean, that's a beautiful wheel. Great choice. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's going to look good. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be – anyway, we're excited about getting this car over over to SEMA. I'm trying to be very, very careful with it. The uh, the the carbon fiber splitter in the front of the car, uh, when they delivered it, it's got sort of the two splitters, right? It's got this, the, the stock one that's on the Mach 1 and the performance pack of the Mach 1 has the extended splitter. And it's like, you know – Anderson yeah. Anderson did a carbon fiber version. I, I I could already see a little bit underneath a few little scrapes that I think it can we could just buff them out. But I was just sitting home on Saturday and I was just like, uh, I'm going to the warehouse. Tammy's like, why? I was like, I got to take this splitter off, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just bugging me sitting on the couch. So just sit, is. yeah, just sitting on the couch. It was it was bugging me. So now the beauty of it is, is it's two pieces. There's kind of the smaller splitter that's on the normal cars, and then the extended splitter that's an extension. And you just you just get under there. You take out, you know, you take out the bolts, and that front one comes off, and then you're good. So it actually looks like the front. It still has a carbon fiber splitter. But not the lower one that's extended. So now it makes it much more drivable. And I, I, I haven't lowered the car. That was the other thing. It's like even if we do lower it, it would be right before SEMA. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's just it's just not that practical. To, it'll look cool, but I was like, I don't know. I think it looks fine. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I just don't want to take the practicality take out of it. Like I kind of like driving it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like, you know, yeah, I like driving it. Uh, I was, uh, I was out, uh, I was out to dinner with uh, Adam Carolla, and I was, you know, I brought the car over to his house, and we were taking a look at it. And 
talking about going to SEMA and and he's like, well, what else are you going to do? And I said, um, you know, we're working with Focal, by the way, on audio system. I'm going to be uh, – they're coming by today for a little tour. Um, and I said, oh, you know, but I've been waiting for a while. We've been talking to John Urist at Helion Turbo, do the twin turbo kit on it. And uh, I, I believe they got their emissions testing. The, the emissions passed. So now we're just, um, you know, finalizing the, the, the paperwork on it. So this will be an emissions legal kit and he's like what kind of what kind of horsepower are you going to get out of that i was like well the car is 480 right now i, I think it'll be 750 on our oh, fuel on, on 91 i think you can get about 780 on your 93 out there i think you can get a full 300 horsepower out of mm-hmm. it uh but we'll see where where it comes in and uh you know and if adam was asking his normal questions he's very Attentive for that Correct. side. Yeah, no, he's, but he's attentive. He's like, well, do, do you upgrade the clutch? What else do you do to the car? I was like, that is, those were good questions. I was like, possibly upgrade the clutch, depending on how hard I beat on the car. I probably want to, um, maybe do different half shafts in the, in the back, right? You've gone through this issue. <laughs> I was just going to suggest. Yeah, you guys uh, went through a few pairs of half shafts on the uh, twin turbo charger. <laughs> you know, live and learn. <laughs> yes, yes. Please learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, talking with, uh, with my friends at Steeda, uh, we talked about stiffening up the rear a little bit. Um, the the independent rear suspension, it you know the uh, the center section is hard mounted to the chassis, but it's got like rubber bushings or something. And to be able to stiffen that up um, will transmit more power to the rear, but also help to eliminate some wheel hop that you can get out yep. of it out of the high power car. So a few things like that that I think will work, but. It, you know, I was telling Adam, I was like, listen, we, we went out to Speed Vegas, I don't know, a year ago, year and a half ago, drove cars on the track, Ferraris, Porsches. And, uh, you know, one of the cars that I wanted Adam to get into, because he's not like a huge American car fan, as we know. And I said, well, you're here, you're at the track. Go drive that GT500. Now, Shelby did a little bit of a thing on it, right? They did uh, Shelby's headquarters. Shelby American is basically right next door. And... They they kind of tuned the car, not really for more horsepower. They just did a lot of calibration on the uh, mm-hmm. the DCT um, on that the, the dual clutch paddle transmission. And I said, well, imagine the GT500 that you drove at Speed Vegas, but with a manual transmission. And that's kind of the focus of the Mach One is because it's got the up you know it's got a good Tremec in it, six speed, and. With the twin turbos, you're going to get similar power, but imagine it now with a manual transmission, right? Uh, you, you've got you've got one of your red eyes, one of your Hellcats with the manual transmission, um, and that's that's it's fun, right? It's different; it's a different thing, but it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a pain in the ass, but it's, <laughs> it's it depends on what you want to do with the car and what feeling you want to get out of it. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it, it's it's much more in tune with the heartbeat of the vehicle and you can control every bit of it. That, yeah. That's why I like it. When you want to go out and not worry about shifting gears, then yeah, automatics are great, but you know, yeah. 
Yeah. So I, look, what I just did, I just did the Porsche experience and all of those cars were their PDK transmissions. You kind of get it in. It's set up for sport mode or track mode. We, we tried a couple of different things. And yeah, it was kind of nice going around that track and in a car that wasn't mine and not having to worry about what gear I'm in or shifting or whatever. Just, just focus on, you know, the guy in front of you and, and, and the turns and the braking zones and stuff. Although, you know, after a few laps out there, you're like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe a manual transmission phone would be, you know, tr- transmission would be kind of fun. And I'm sure it would be probably not nearly as fast, but as you said, a different experience going around that track. So. Yeah, I mean, to each his own, and yeah, I mean, it's just a totally different, you're not as immersed, it's more like point and click when yeah. you're driving an automatic, you know, it just is, it's not that interactive for me, but it also is a pain in the ass having to bang gears every, you know, millisecond, but it's fun, you know. It's fun. It's all, it's all different. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. I just want to touch on a few other things. Is uh, um, first off, Chevy Chevy GM is trying to incentivize buyers of the new Z06 Corvette to not flip the car right away. Now, to be fair, they're saying they're trying to get dealers to not do the markup. Right, you'll get your allocation taken away. Uh, and I appreciate that probably more than anybody because we talk about it here here all the yeah. time. And now they're saying, you know, we we would love for the people to buy them to hold on to them for a while, you know, and uh, I don't know, maybe enjoy it. So they're trying to come up with an incentive package. Now it's not necessarily going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, going to be cash in your pocket. You will get. Points on the My Chevrolet Rewards program. They haven't exactly said how many points, and uh, I'm not completely sure what you can do with the points. There's probably accessories or things like that you can you can get with it. So, I I like the effort. I like the idea of saying you know it's a the Ford ploy. Yeah, right. They're just copying what they did. Yeah. Now. You know, of course, there's a toss up. If if your intention was to flip the car and make a few bucks, you're probably that this is probably not going to deter you from doing that. Um, and chances are you're going to end up making more money on the car than whatever the points equate to. You know, um, like as, yeah. you know, it's always nice to get a free hat or a free T-shirt, but I don't think it's you know fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> worth of free hats yeah. and T-shirts. Uh, yeah. uh, so I mean, I mean, I get it. But I I like the idea because I like the Z06. I'd like to have a Z06, and I wouldn't have uh, an intention of flipping a Z06. I kind of like it. I want to drive it, keep it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Now there's other factors in the way, like needing money. <laughs> uh, then there's that. Then there's that, right? And then. Uh, Cadillac. So I wanted to bring this up. Cadillac CT4 Blackwing. We drove it. It's fantastic. Um, drove the CT5. My preference is on the little bit larger car. I just kind of feel like, you know, we got sports cars for the track and it's always fun to drive like a, a you know, a high horsepower hot sedan on the road. And the CT4 was a little bit smaller, lighter, whatever. I just kind of liked the CT5 V8. But for the CT4 for 2023, um, there's going to be these track editions. There's three track editions. 
And uh, they look cool. They did a great treatment on it. So there's going to be a Sebring IMSA edition, a Watkins Glen IMSA edition, and a Road Atlanta IMSA edition. And mostly, there's not going to be any real per- performance gains. It's it's more of a trim package, interior, some striping, color combinations and stuff. But this is the type of stuff that we always recommend you look for because if you can get into a CT4 track edition, then yeah, this is the car that that gets the extra money 15 years from now when you're at Barrett-Jackson, right? You know, Absolutely. You, you've driven it for a, a bit. You had some fun with it. You know, maybe you parked it for a mile. Maybe you just started to reduce the amount of miles you put on it. You've got over to the different cars over the years. And then, yeah, then you see, in you know, years from now, you're going, this is a CT4 Blackwing, coolest car, you know, coolest little sedan on the planet when it came out in 2022, 23. You know, this is what it's worth now. Next up, the track edition. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, that's the cool one. That's the one you're really into. That's the one you want to look into. So I don't. Know what the dealers are going to do, but again, that's a hot topic. <laughs> There's only going to be 99 of each track edition, so if you can get one, good luck. You better haul ass. Uh, yeah. So 297 total because of the three versions. So anyway, uh, that's that. Way. So all right, we gotta we gotta head out. We gotta give the studio over to the next crew and uh, more things to do. So uh, be good, my friend. All right, guys, I appreciate it. As always, thanks for listening, and uh, give us a follow on social media. Um, you know, uh, you should know where we are by now, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You own, you rent your home. Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.